Welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. You're listening to episode number 16. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. I am so excited to bring you an interview today with Katie Wrigley. Katie practices a modality called Cogno Movement, and I thought it was so perfect to bring her onto the podcast today because we're always talking about the connection between the body and the mind, and that the way you think about yourself and your body and your ability to lose weight plays out in how you're actually able to lose weight and take care of your body. Cogna movement is a modality that really allows you to get in touch with your thoughts and the feelings that result because of them and to help you work through um, some of the emotional blockages that exist in your body, particularly when it comes to your weight and body image. Katie's going to give you all sorts of tips on how to use Cogno Movement to work through your body image issues, and I am so excited to share her wisdom with you. So let's get to it. Here is the interview with Katie. Katie spent the bulk of her adult life suffering. Her answer to that was to plunge deeply into denial and numb herself out however she could, with food, with a super demanding career with which she could drown with drugs, with men who didn't value her, and with high-risk activities. She suffered with her body image from the time she was a child. She recalled looking at the size of her legs versus those of her friends and feeling insecure at how much bigger and heavier she was in comparison to her friends. She suffered with chronic pain for eight years. Suffering was her norm until she was rendered disabled by all of the denial and numbing. And then she was introduced to Cogno Movement, and it transformed her life. Not only was Cogno Movement the key she needed to harness the power of her mind to heal her pain, but she also found a positive body image for the first time in her adult life. Cogno Movement focuses on those patterns that work against us when we want to lose weight, so we can delete them and create new patterns in line with our goals. Now Katie can only lose weight via love and acceptance of her body, and she now teaches others how they can achieve that for themselves. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Me too. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it and talk about what Cogno Movement is. Can you give us a rundown? I can, yes. So Cogno Movement was founded by this brilliant man, Bill McKenna. And he also transformed his own life, became a spiritual teacher. And one day he thought, maybe I could start to harness the power of the mind. And he created Cogno Movement. And the big piece that makes this different from anything else is it utilizes this brightly colored ball that stimulates both hemispheres of the brain. And through a lot of cross-body movements, low to high, utilizing other modalities such as NLP, EFT, EMDR, we're able to move that energy through our body and be able to make sense of some of the patterns that we get into. We can then delete those patterns and create new ones. 
So it gets in the way of that thought emotion loop that we all get into. Mm-hmm. And it is so fitting that we're talking about this on this podcast, because what we're always talking about in terms of weight loss is that connection between your thoughts and your emotions. Yes. And we spend a lot of time really learning how to even feel and experience emotions in our body um, and becoming aware of them. And then the question is always, now what? (laughs) Now what? You know that you have these thoughts and these emotions that come from those thoughts, and sometimes it feels like you're stuck. And it sounds like Cogna Movement is one tool that we can use to move out of that. It is. Yes, that's been my experience. So Liz Larson is the very active partner that works with Bill. We call her the idea person. She has tons of them. (laughs) And so one of her ideas was, what if we could start to apply this to a positive body image and to weight loss? And so I took Mm -hmm. the class that they had done earlier this year. And for the first time in my life, I was suddenly okay with my body. Like going from the time I was a child, like you mentioned in the introduction, like I remember, I think I was in third grade and we were asking each other how much we weighed and I weighed 20 pounds more than my friends, but I I wasn't even fat. I was a swimmer and I was constantly Mm -hmm. on the go. So Mm -hmm. all of it was actually due to muscle, but I had no concept of that. I just remember looking at my legs and looking at my friend's legs and, and feeling so big. And I kept this big feeling in my body my whole life. And then even Mm -hmm. as I got into high school, I was super scrawny, but I still thought I was fat. And then as puberty and hormones started to take over, and of course, the mean people, you know, kids can be very mean to each other, really started to embrace that. And it just kept going into my adult life too. And I, I finally got to a point where I just decided I'm never going to like my body. And that Mm -hmm. was where I was with it. And I was so mean to myself when I would look in the mirror. Like I remember joking with one of my friends in my twenties that I would grab my fat rolls and make mooing sounds. Like why did I think I was going to encourage myself to lose weight if I'm making cow sounds in the mirror at myself? Oh my God. That story breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But you know what? I bet you there are so many women out there who can completely relate to that story. I've talked about my own um, experiences growing up, um, actually in a bigger body. But um, when I look at pictures of myself as a child now, I was just fine. But in my mind, I, I recall being like a very large child. And it's absolutely remarkable what we carry through from childhood in our bodies, about our bodies, and how much that affects um, our lives in our bodies as adults, and how we view ourselves and how we view other women as well. It really does. And I've had this similar experience where I've looked back and I'm like, I thought I was fat. Like, really? Why? Like, I, I looked really good. You know, sometimes I was heavier or lighter, but looking back, I'm like, wow, it was really hard on myself. And and that reflected in my relationships. There was even, there was one guy that I I dated in my late 20s and thought I was going to marry him. And one day he told me he didn't love me because I was fat. And it crushed my world. And 
it took me a really long time to be open to someone again. And having that mirror, it it just felt like confirmation of everything I'd feared and been running from up until that point was that, oh, if you're heavy, you aren't lovable. But yet I can see other people who are not in the quintessential perfect body as dictated by society and think they are gorgeous. Their curves, mm. whatever their shape is, I, I only apply that judgment to myself, and mm-hmm. it's just so skewed, right? But your perception of yourself has changed now in the post cogno movement. <laughs> yes, Katie. Yes, All right. So, how do you view yourself now? I really love my body now. It's capable of so much. I've been able to shift my perspective on pain. I'm so much more active again. I love and appreciate my body every day. And I'm so grateful to be able to live inside of it. And the more I dive into that, that love and acceptance of myself, the easier it is to just be in the world. And the easier it is for me to have a relationship with food and with other people too. I, I'm not constantly like, oh, do I look fat in this? Do I look bad? Am I am I doing this wrong? Am I doing that wrong? And I've stopped questioning all that. And it's so, so liberating to me. That's amazing. So you've gone from this place of constantly judging and criticizing your body and even letting your own Mm, perceptions or feelings of yourself and your body play into your relationships with men, with other people, um, to the point where you are completely numbed out and disabled in your life. And now, now you are in this amazing place of loving and accepting your body, enjoying full relationships with other people, and also now, you know, taking on this business of teaching others what you've learned through this process. Like, that's quite, quite a transformation. Thank you. It, it really right. was. Like, <laughs> right? Like, in, in, in the weight loss world, people will always talk about body transformations, and I hate that. I hate that because I think the most critical piece of all of that is the personal transformation that brings us from that place where we're hating on ourselves to the place where we love ourselves and accept ourselves unconditionally in whatever body we have. I think that's the important transformation. I agree. And it it doesn't necessarily reflect in your physical body. Like when I went through that class that I'm now teaching others, I first started to lose weight and then I realized, well, wait a second, I, I have a conflicting goal here. If I want to really accept my body, then I need to accept it in the state that it's in. And I gained exactly as much as I had lost. And I stayed steady for months. And then come summer, I started to hike more and I've got rough knees. And I realized, you know, if I could lose a little bit more weight, then I can hike more. And I can use my body more. And you had one of your podcast episodes, you talked about hiking at 80 and the, 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 the key is to never stop. It's like, well, if, if I want to keep hiking, then I, I should probably make it easier on myself and started to adopt that. And now I've only got seven more pounds to my goal weight. I had about 18 that I wanted to lose. And it's been doing it through what you're teaching in your podcast of just acceptance and slow, gradual transformation. 
Mm-hmm. And what I love the most about that story, Katie, is that your reasoning for wanting to lose those last few pounds is to help your knees so that you can hike and be active, right? And not like the old Katie would have wanted to lose weight so that her legs looked like other women's and so that men would appreciate mm-hmm. your body more and and things like this. And this is such a healthier perspective in my mind to be wanting to lose weight for the benefit of your body to enjoy your body more. Thank you. And I I agree. And it feels so much healthier Mm -hmm. because I'm not looking for that outside validation anymore. If someone likes how I look, great. But it's for me because Mm -hmm. I want to hike. Right. And the other awesome thing about this also is that you're hiking now. Yeah. You're not waiting until you lose those last seven or eight pounds. You're hiking now in the body that you have now, and you're living your life as fully as you can now in the body you have because you love and appreciate it so much. Yes, that is absolutely what's been my experience, and it feels so much better than anything I'd ever tried before. All right. So let's go back to the Cogno movement then. Can you tell us what it looks like to go through a Cogno movement class? So the the class that I'm going to be launching, which we'll go into more details later in the podcast. So it's six weeks total. And then there's also a Facebook group that has daily meetings and minutes that we'll walk through together. And what's different about this than other programs is that we're going to focus exactly on those subconscious patterns that work against us that we don't even think about. So instead of fighting the shame that we have around our body, instead of fighting the angst, instead of fighting the guilt because we ate the thing we promised ourselves we weren't going to do, we just delete that pattern. So we're not fighting it anymore. So suddenly it's like the gate opens and, oh, okay, there's nothing in the way anymore. And that's one of the things that we look at. And so it's six weeks total. We also focus on various personal relationships because oftentimes there's someone in our life that that tends to stress us out. And you know, you know firsthand as a doctor, stress really wreaks havoc on our physical bodies. Sure does. And so if there's someone that we're concerned about or someone that we're constantly having some sort of friction with, that can too go against us with weight loss. Um, certain times of the day, you know, I actually just recently had this conversation with my boyfriend, and he's, you know, men experience this too. It's not women who are alone in this body image stuff. And he had said, like, I have the hardest time not snacking between two and four p.m. It's like I don't want to snack anymore. And we all have that time of day. Like mine is always when I get really tired right before bed. That's when I used to go to my cupboard and emotional eating. So deleting the emotions and deleting that time of day out, I don't do it anymore. You use a ball to do this. Yes. How, how, (laughs) how does the ball work into all of this? So the trick is you just have to feel it in your physical body. So whether it's a craving, which is something else we go over in there. So your favorite food, the one you can't resist, whether it's cheesecake or a hamburger or fries or whatever that is, you want to experience all the joy you get with it and you bring that feeling into your body. And then as you're moving the ball, that's what you're focused on. When we look at the emotions, the shame or the angst, we feel that in our physical body. 
And it can be anywhere. It's not necessarily always in our abdomen. Like people have felt an itch on the bottom of their foot, or suddenly they get a piercing headache. It comes up in different places. And that's the only key is as long as you can feel it in your physical body, you can release that pattern. Okay. So, you know, here's an example then. I I still will on occasion feel a very intense sense of shame about my body. Um, oftentimes when I'm at work and I am looking at other female physicians who in my mind <laughs> have perfect bodies and I will suddenly feel very um, insecure about myself because I'm in a bigger body and then I'm flooded with these feelings of shame. And I feel the shame very much like a like a heaviness in my chest and in my shoulders and in my belly. So we would start this process by me feeling mm-hmm. that shame. Yeah. So okay. we could even try now just to see how mm-hmm. how intense it is in your body. So if you look down at your body, Michelle, and then hear my words with this, anywhere and everywhere that shame is running as a program in your mind, body, or consciousness, I want you to acknowledge and connect with it now. Where do you feel it the most intensely? In my throat. In your throat. Mm-hmm. And would you say it's dull or would you say it's sharp? It's dull. It's a strong dull, but it's dull. Is it heavy or light? It's heavy. Does it have a shape? It's, it looks like a, a paint splat. Like a paint splat. What that color? sort of shape. Yeah. It's green. Green. So you have this green, heavy, strong, dull paint spot in your throat. And what would you give Mm -hmm. that on a scale one to 10 physically? 10 being the most, one being the least. Seven. And emotionally, how much do you feel that? Nine. Nine. In a regular session, what we would do is we would start to have you really focus on that. And then I would be repeating back to you the different words that you've just told me it's heavy, it's strong, it's dull. It's like a paint spot. You feel it physically as a seven and we'd start working with the ball. So in a class, the difference would be all of us are saying that to ourselves. Like we're just feeling it and like we prompts, just keep feeling it, feel that shame. Let it be as big as it is. You know, a lot of times people have an emotional release. They'll start yawning. They may want to come through the video and kill me sometimes. That's okay. They can. Mm-hmm. They can want to kill me as much as they want to kill me. They can't get me through the video. <laughs> Anything and everything can come up. And then when it's out of your body, it's out of your body. Like I've actually mm-hmm. felt waves of heat leave my shoulders as I process through some of the emotions. So if if I'm understanding this part of the process correctly, it's really being present with that emotion and experiencing it in your body yes. and letting it just kind of flow through and out. Yes, fully feeling it. That's amazing. That's amazing. And why I love that so much is because this is actually a difficult skill. It is. Right? I think most of us who overeat or eat for emotional reasons are doing so because it hurts too much to sit with those feelings, right? So even just the skill that you would gain from this process of learning how to sit <laughs> with your feelings and allow them, you know, to go through you um, in itself would be such a tremendous asset for weight loss. And that has been my experience. You're you're hitting the nail on the head. And I 
you know, my, my own story that you told at the beginning, like I referred to myself as the queen of denial. That was always my go-to is like, Nope, I'm fine. I'm fine. I wasn't fine. And so I know that if I was able to face it and I know that it's such a small finite window of time that I'm going to have to experience that shame or that pain or that angst before it's out of my system. And that makes it easier because it's like, Oh, I only have to do this for a little bit of time and then it's gone versus fighting it, which can take me weeks, months, years, if I don't face it and feel it fully. What's the role of the ball in all of this? Because I've seen, you know, I've been on Zoom sessions with you before where you've held this ball up to me and it's got, you know, right? It's got the pictures and the colors and everything. And so what what is the purpose of the ball? Great question. So The left side of our brain loves the bright colors and loves the complex geometric patterns. So for those who are more of a spiritual realm, they're actually the chakras or the energy centers that flow up of our body through our torso and out through the top of our head. That's what's all over the ball. The left side goes, hmm, I'm interested. The right side can see that it's a 3D object. So even on video, you can see that it's a 3D object. When you're holding it in your hand, you feel that it's a 3D object. So the right side says, I'm interested. So as you start to pass the ball back and forth, information starts to pass between the two hemispheres of the brain. And then energetically, we go from low to high. And this utilizes a lot of NLP in that place. When we're when down looking, when our eyes are down low, we're really locked into the physical sensation and it can be intense. And then when we get to around the median level, we're accessing memories and that can start to stir things up. And then when we're overhead, now we're getting into hope and inspiration. And then the next piece we do, we do a lot of eye movements in here. And we are really going to be stretching our eyes because we have place cells in our brains as well that are storing all these memories. And they're not linear. They're stored like buckshot all over the place. Like the right hemisphere of the brain tends to hold trauma. It's also our creative center. So trauma can be a huge block to creativity. The left side is our logical analytical side. So, I mean, there's even tests you can do left to right, you know, of tell me your story with weight. Your left and right side of the brain are going to give you different stories. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because you know, Katie, how much I love the brain. Yes, <laughs> I I'm, do. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by how um, instrumental it is when it comes to our body image and how we approach food and weight loss, right? It's it's absolutely fascinating. So this program just sounds amazing. So is this is this something that needs to be done in a live class? Yes. Well, we can do it virtually. It's perfectly successful over Zoom. Like I started this in the pandemic before people started to get back together again and had massive shifts before I even met anybody face-to-face. So it's highly effective over Zoom. Um, I also have other practitioners that are going to be on standby during the class so that we don't have to limit it. So if a lot of people are interested, we can have people join in. And in the event where someone is really stuck or really struggling, we can create a breakout room so they can work through it with a practitioner on their own. And so everybody can preserve their privacy as well. That's amazing. And then is it something you can also do on your own? Absolutely. After you've taken the class and, and learned the skills? Yeah. 
Yes. So part of the requirement slash ask for the class is to do the cognitive movement basic training. And so what that is, is it's three separate sessions. So one focuses on the emotion, one is on a craving. So anybody can test out before the class. And then the other one is on a physical sensation. So we do one for each one of those and you have access to that for life and it comes with a ball. So you get the ball with the basic training and you can go back to those over and over again. So for people who have stories similar to ours, they may not have just one emotion for their body. They may have many and that gives them the ability. They can focus on the one that is the most draining or the most concerning to them in class they can go work on the other one on their own at home, or they can schedule one-on-one with me or one of the other practitioners. They have many options that they can do to clear it as well. And with the Facebook group that I'm creating to support this class, you know, there's going to be really specific guidelines. Everybody's going to be respectful, loving. It's a very safe space. And so that's the expectation of anyone coming in is we're going to respect wherever anybody is in their story, because it's really important to allow the space for people to be wherever they are on their own weight loss or body image journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And I gather also that it's not just body image and weight loss that cognitive movement is useful for. Correct. Right. Yeah. Are are there other, um, other things that it's commonly used for? Yes. There's, there's almost an overwhelming amount, (laughs) (laughs) which has been part of the the trick, I guess, for lack of a better term, of where I really wanted to focus with my business. Um, manifestation is huge. I've done that repeatedly myself. Uh, I left my 24-year corporate career six months ahead of schedule because I cleared out all of the things blocking me from doing what I really wanted to do, and I manifest what I really wanted to have. Same thing with a real <laughs> That's estate. amazing. Yeah. It was, it, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd even forgotten that I had put a timeline on it. And my fellow cognitive movement friends are like, yeah, when I met you, you were saying, oh, maybe you'll be out by November, which would be this coming November we haven't even gotten to yet. And I left in right. May. Amazing. And I wanted to do so without changing my lifestyle. I don't have an extravagant lifestyle. I'm pretty down to earth, like to, you know, just have modest anything. I don't like to be really out there anymore. I used to kind of have this, look at me, look at me. uh, Oh, don't look at me kind of thing going on. And that's not at all. So I wanted to sustain my lifestyle and I've been able to do that. And it feels almost effortless too, which was mind blowing to me. And I, you know, same thing with a real estate transaction I did this summer. I wanted to maximize my profit and minimize any tax liability I may have. I had no tax liability. And I got an offer before I even put it on the market for more than I expected. And the contract hit the appraisal price a week before prices started to decline in that area. So I couldn't have timed it any better. <laughs> so how, how did you use Cogno Movement through that process though, with your real estate transaction? So with the manifestation, and it's it's the same thing with weight loss. It's whenever something is not going the way we want it to in our conscious mind, there's always a subconscious pattern working against us. So we want to think about the thing we want to be, do, have is how we look at it. What would be at risk if we had that? Or what would be, what are we in resistance to? 
that makes a ton of sense because I'm a hypnosis practitioner as well. Oh, cool. And that's really right. The basis of what we do in hypnosis is address those um, subconscious belief patterns that have us stuck um, in in whatever we're stuck with in, in our material lives. So um, I see cognitive movement and hypnosis even being good partners that way too. Amazing. Agree. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and so we go through this process and first we make what we call well-formed outcomes. So when do you want to have it? It needs to be a real, realistic timeline. So if someone's looking to lose 50 pounds, for instance, you, you can't do that in a week safely. You know, you want to, and so you want to get very detailed. You want to be healthy about it and really get specific on what you want. And so we take a deep dive and we go really deep into what we get out of that. And what it's going to be bringing into our lives. Because it's not just the 50 pounds. It's what we're going to get when we get the 50 pounds. And when we connect so to it. So true. Yeah. 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 So much so that in my programs, actually, I don't, um, I don't encourage my clients to have a goal weight. I have them really visualize what their lives are going to look like. And I use the term ideal weight, but really just what I'm using is the weight where they're just feeling good and healthy in their bodies, which can be a very wide range of weights for women, right? So um, I don't like women saying I need to weigh 120 pounds because I think I think that's missing the point of healthy of healthy weight loss. But we also our brains just sometimes need a goal, right? So it's sometimes it is helpful to have a number like 50 pounds just so that you have, you know, some kind of um, left brain, logical thinking, linear sort of number to to reach out for. Um, but I love that idea of really getting specific about what the want is. Because um, when it comes to weight loss, it's never about the number. <laughs> no, never. It's never about the number. It's always about something more personal than that, for sure. Absolutely. And I love that you go for the ideal weight because with cognitive movement, we will have a lot of time visualizing what is our ideal body? What does it do? What is it capable of? Is it more athletic? Is it more slender? Is it more curvy? What can you do with this body? What clothes do you wear? How do they fit? How do they flow around you? And you get really, really specific. That's amazing. All right. And now you have a program in cognitive movement specific for weight loss. Yes, I do. Why don't you tell us about that? All right. So I call it the lose your shit program. And this is the one that's <laughs> six weeks long. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like the play on words. Um, so it's six weeks long. It's starting on November 1st. It's going to run through December 6th. And it's going to be Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Everything will be recorded. So if people can't make a live session, it will be available in the Facebook group and then through the email distribution list that will go through that. Um, Perfect. The first week, we're going to dive into cognitive movement, although everybody will have the introduction already by taking the basic training course. Um, the first week is going to be deleting angst, shame, the heaviest emotion that you feel with your physical body. There's mm -hmm. also going to be daily sessions Monday through Friday that I haven't decided what time of day I'm going to do that yet. I really wanted to wait and see what group showed up and what time of day is best for them. So I can meet mm -hmm. people and be there live to interact with people on those videos for those daily minutes. And in my experience, those daily minutes are really key 
And those can continue long-term as well. And so the focus in the daily sessions is on the feeling of unfulfillment or being unfulfilled. That's one of the things that we focus on because a lot of times that's what we're trying to do when we eat. Or when we eat, absolutely. Sure. Or we're we're trying to make ourselves feel better. Um, you know, and then the other daily minutes that will start blending in because the only quote unquote bad thing about cognitive movement is your brain starts to know what to expect. And then you're not going to be going as deep because you're right. like, oh, I know what's going on. So I'm going to be changing it mm-hmm. up so that your brain is constantly on guard. Like, wait a second, that that's new. I don't know this one yet. And <laughs> the other thing is this won't work sure. for me. Like it may work for that person or it may work for that person, but it's not going to work for me because of, you know, maybe you have PCOS or maybe you're going through menopause or maybe you just come from a heavier tribe, so to speak. Um, that's another week that we go into. So first week is angst, shame, any of the heavy emotions. Second one is the stressful relationship. Uh, we call it the who's eating you and not in, you know, not in the fun kind of way. Um, <laughs> what's right about our body. That, that's a whole other podcast yeah, that's a topic whole other podcast there. Yeah. Um, what's right about our bodies? Because so often we're looking at what other people have or what we feel looks like the ideal body. And we never stop and say, why did I get into this body that I'm in? What what made me want to be here? Do I feel safe? Do I come from a family that's bigger boned or larger people where I don't feel like I fit in as well if I'm smaller? Like those are also going to be things that go against us. Those cravings, right? You know, that's so the next things. thing. Yeah. yeah, there's there's so many things that go against us. Um, the cravings. That's another one. So I I've done two of those so far, and now I'm really careful with cravings because I'm still not a big fan of caramel. That was the first one I did. I'm still like, eh. I used to love caramel, uh, marshmallows. Same thing. It's like eating a fluffy bit of air. Now I have no emotional like doesn't taste like anything to me anymore. So I'm very careful about the cravings sets. So I, I caution anybody listening before we do that one, make sure it's one you really <laughs> don't want to eat anymore before you wipe it out. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that's true. And although I'm sure there are many women out there who, I mean, I think part of the, part of the issue with that is, <clears throat> Chocolate, for instance, feels safe, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's the safe space where you can go. And so you may not want to not want chocolate anymore, right? But the point of this whole process is the need for the chocolate just isn't going to be there anymore either, right? Right. Right. That's what's amazing about it. And. I love that you brought up chocolate because that was going to be my next thought is like I've intentionally not gotten rid of chocolate because I love chocolate. So I got rid of the emotions that made me blindly eat chocolate so that I can still have it and I love it when I have it. Right? That, yeah. See, now that is the ideal situation. When you can be in this place where you can consciously choose to have a food that you love and totally enjoy it without any guilt or shame or other bullshit around that. Right? Yeah. I love it. 
I love it. Well, Katie, I am very excited about this course of yours. Um, I am going to be the first one to sign up. Yay! I can't wait to see <laughs> right? you there. And we will put all of the information for um, your Loseership program um, in the show notes for this episode. Um, so anybody listening to this who's interested can come find you as well. And you know what I think, Katie? I think we should talk about at some point offline later um, how to even bring you in to my programming to teach this stuff because I think it is just so perfect um, with what I'm trying to teach women as well. And I, th I think it's just going to be um, life-changing for so many women out there who struggle with weight. Oh, that would be awesome. I would welcome the opportunity to work with you more, Michelle. I think you're an amazing coach and everything that you bring to the table. I was It was such an honor to, to join you and have this experience with you today. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. Do you have any last parting words of wisdom you'd like to share with us? Last parting words of wisdom. Just ladies, regardless of what body you're in right now, find one thing you love about it and embrace that today. And whenever you start to look at the parts you don't like, go back to that one that you like. I don't care if it's your toes. I don't care if it's your fingers. I don't care if it's your beautiful face. Find some part of you and start to embrace that love and start to shift that mindset so you can start to really love yourself. You deserve it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I think that is the perfect um, sentiment to sign off for today. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, that was amazing. I have already signed up to take Katie's Cogno Movement course. I am super excited. If you're excited about it too, you can find out more about Katie and about her upcoming course for weight loss called Lose Your Shit at her website, katierigley.com. You can also find her over on social media. She's on Facebook and Instagram and on LinkedIn at Coach KT Dubs. And if you're interested in learning more about Cogno Movement in general, um, you can find out more information about that at cognomovement.com. I'll have the links for all these things for you down in the show notes. And I thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again next week.